Welcome to Back to the Footy, Episode 5. I'm here with my pessimistic co-host, Slabsy. Uh, Banjo, <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> you may wonder why the banjo is Tell me way. about Banjo. Um, well, you're a, you're a, a musician of note, um, Australia-wide. And um, wrong, so, wrong Banjo, <laughs> banjo. I just like the muso note in that the, uh, the Swans club song is the oh, only with, club song yeah with uh, with a banjo solo now there, yes there is banjo in a couple of other rhythm sections in the club song but it is the only one with the solo now, yeah. it is it is talk about musicians of note that is a musical moment well it's smack of a fit, it's smack a fitzgibbon but, yeah. from 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 the 1960s and 70s smacker smacker yeah, people won't remember Smacker, but um, well, I remember Smacker. Oh right, that's would good. you say would you say that that is Footy Club song royalty? That solo and uh, he's banjo royalty, banjo royalty in my book too. Yeah, okay, um, and I, I like the banjo. We 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 um, inhabit a bakery by the same name where we get a bit of footy banter happening, and lastly. The we've, banjo... been, we've been known to talk about this banjo solo at banjos. I think <laughs> we have. <laughs> And I was just also reminded by, of the great A.B. Banjo Patterson and because uh, I was looking at the, um, uh, the St Kilda team mm. over the weekend mm-hmm. and it just reminded me of a line out <laughs> of uh, The Man from Snowy River by Banjo Patterson. Or oh, not a line, a whole thing. Uh, and one was there, a stripling on a small and weedy beast, something like a racehorse underside with a touch of Timor pony. Three parts thoroughbred at least, and as such, uh, such a mountain horseman pri- horseman prized. I didn't read that particularly well. Okay, so but he was tough and hard and wiry, just the sort that won't say die. And there was courage in his quick, impatient tread. And I thought at that point of Jack Sinclair. Mm, the great man. The Jack Sinclair. He, he's in, if not Brownlow form, at oh. least he... He might get some coaches' votes, uh-huh. and I think for Jack Sinclair, that's 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 really good. He's got a bit of that three-quarter horse pit pony type of vibe about him. He definitely. I, won. I like the way he goes about it. He won the socks on the weekend, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he was very very good. So that was why I was thinking about banjo this weekend. I share a birthday with banjo Patterson. You do. I do. And also, oh. my my daughter. I had decided before the moment that she was born that her name was going to be Josephine so that I could call her Banjo. Oh, nice. I've got a long history with Banjo. I've got a Banjo sitting under my bed. I'm yet to learn it. But uh, can I, And the only thing I've got for your name, Slabsy, is uh, because you came in uh, yesterday proudly in your, in your stubbies and, and uh, singlet top and your boots on saying I've been uh, pouring concrete. Oh, I'm about to go. Big day of concreting yesterday. Big day on the slab. Yeah. How'd you go? Oh, not bad. Not bad. Uh, not enough water in the mix. And uh, instead of being about 100 slump, it was about 90 slump. But um, we could we could talk concreting all day, but really. I think, people, I, could anyway. I think people should just hit the go back 30 seconds button because <laughs> your voice just changed as soon as I brought up concrete. It just lowered a couple of tones and the, the draw got a bit broader. Oh, do you like a bit of concrete? <laughs> I do, I do. 
Now, the week, the week that was, goodness me, there's a, oh man, you might be familiar with Sam Clemens, probably by his, his other name, Mark Twain, mm. but one of the most famous things that um, Mark Twain ever had said, or he said about himself, which I'm not sure is actually true, but uh, one of the great quotes of Mark Twain was, reports of my death were greatly exaggerated. Mm. And I think that was the theme this weekend. It wasn't momentum. It was that the death of some teams has been greatly exaggerated. Yeah, it was almost, it almost put every argument that we were making last week about momentum, it, it kind of made it made liars of us because it seems, did. It seems like West Coast had no momentum. No. None. None. Whatsoever. No mass. No, <laughs> no, no mass, no velocity. Velocity. Velocity, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and reports of the death of uh, of Richmond greatly exaggerated yeah. because they, well, yeah, they just really did a number on a team. It's a strange team, the Bulldogs team, because mm. it's 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 interesting that they should run out there only with a midfield every week, <laughs> and and then have sort of collected some players from Anangatang and and yeah. Wormalang Lascelles to back up the the, the forward and half back line, uh, a forward line and back line, because that's how it appears to me with the Bulldogs. Yeah. I really reckon they've um, they're, they're missing. St Kilda have this this habit of getting players that <laughs> you, you snigger, but getting players to a point where they're like a five or six, you know, out of ten rated player, and then they ship them off to other clubs, and they turn them into they just put the put the put the sugar on top or the icing on top. And Josh Bruce, more than once, I heard the commentator saying they're really missing Josh Bruce. No commentator or coach or even maybe his family members have ever missed Josh Bruce <laughs> as much as the Bulldogs do right now. I I would agree with you. Yeah. yeah. That um maybe we need a segment on great St Kilda and Melbourne players who were greater at other yeah. clubs. I wouldn't I think even when they get Josh Bruce back, he'd hardly describe them as the twin towers, <laughs> though. So but at Geelong, yeah, the other great Team, the team that everyone sort of had written off and put consigned to the grave prematurely. I think they have got the Twin Towers thing happening. I think... Geelong. Yeah, yeah. The the Jeremy there at, uh, at yeah. Centre Half Forward and, uh, and your... Tomahawk. Yeah, and the Tomahawk, the man from Finlay, your hometown friend. I, only only once before... Well, friend. I, I was I'm mates with his cousins who are about <laughs> 10 years older than him. But I, I do... I've I've only ever once before, before this moment, told anyone that I actually taught Tom Hawkins how to kick a football. Now oh. I know that his dad played 150 games for Geelong, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I didn't even get 150 kicks in my entire career. But I uh, was there when we were teaching him to kick a footy as a really young fella, and I didn't see him for the next whatever 10 years. And then all of a sudden, I saw him in the AFL and was like. I can't believe it. Look look how big he's gotten. And then the time that I told someone that I taught him to kick a football was just before he kicked a monster in the 2009 grand final against St Kilda. Oh. And I was sitting right We're behind him. We're back to him. 2009. I knew, <laughs> I knew the we'd get there. I said, I said, oh, I taught this bloke to kick a footy. He's definitely going to miss this because I taught him to kick a footy. Yeah, he just nailed it from the from, you know, 50-metre pocket. Anyway, yeah, go no. on. 
Your Twin Towers? I like telling people I taught Andrew Simons to bat. <laughs> oh, that's good. I, I, co- I coached, his dad coached the, the first 11 at the school I was teaching at. Really? At, when I was a very first year out teacher. And uh, I was coaching the second 11. Yeah. And um, his dad used to just bring young Andrew down, who must have been about nine, set eight, something around about that at that time. And me for not really enjoying coaching cricket, uh, that much I just used to uh, do throwdowns with uh, little Andrew, and uh, the only thing better than there that, it is the only thing better than that story would be if you gave him his nickname Roy. No, I didn't give him any. I don't think I even gave him tips. I think he, I was just the idiot that was just throwing <laughs> the ball to him. And but even at that age, you could just tell he was an amazing, amazing hand-eye coordination sort of human. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Next level. Have you ever given anyone a nickname? No, I don't think I have. I gave someone a really good nickname on Friday night. <laughs> Can I tell you? So we were talking, this is a bit of a tangent, but we were talking about our backgrounds. It was a, a, a just, I know this fella, but I don't know heaps about him. Found out, he mentioned that he'd done some um, sugar cane, sugar farm, like he was on a sugar cane farm in far north Queensland. And a few of the other fellas that were there, we started talking about B&S balls and about utes and then... Uh, one of them said, one of them said, oh, do you have some big mud flaps on your ute? And I thought, what a great nickname for him, mud flaps. So oh, if Aaron's listening, mud flaps, it's official now because it's on a podcast. Oh, and, and, and just going back, can we segue beautifully back to the other team that we'd written off, West Coast Eagles? Because wasn't it a BNS ute driving was... circle work? <laughs> Bundy swilling farm boy that absolutely blitzed it in that game. The only person that Jeremy McGovern, who still looks like he should be playing for uh, you know a country football team. Yeah, the jumper just a bit too tight. The The colours just a bit faded. Yeah, the shorts are just a bit flappy around the legs, which are just getting a little bit thinner than they need to be. And he just he does the bare minimum to do the to for maximum effect. Would he be like a would truly be... good country yeah, footballer? Yeah. No, he definitely he'd be sucking on the ciggies at half time and Oh yeah, ten years ago, definitely. Would, would he be a would he be Jezza or Macca? Oh no, he'd be a Jezza, I reckon. Jezza. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd have about as much chance of I getting get too excited, of getting <laughs> as high as Jezza in the seventy one <laughs> grand final as uh, you know, a very large Labrador. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah. Although he does get up. <laughs> and um Yep. Oh, who? When the Tasmanian lad, whose name I forget, uh, took that mark against the goalpost on 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 Saturday, Sunday. Dixon, is it? I can't even remember. Yeah. Um, No, Collingwood supporters—they'll be just turning off in droves now because I can't even remember their name of the of the centre half forward. Um, But he did get up a little bit. He was beaten, and I think that's the—he's—he's—he's had—he's for every twenty marks he intercepts, he only he gets beaten. Once, yeah. Jeremy McGovern. Yeah, how player. good! Oh yeah, and the fact that he looks like one of us, oh, I think that's. Just he does I mean, great. yeah, he's got a bit more uh, upper body mass than I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying his biceps, <laughs> chest, or anything bear any resemblance to to me. But, we um, probably um, we probably need to we probably need to move to the break. I reckon in a minute. You haven't. You know. you're, and you're cocker hoop. I mean, you Saints. haven't mentioned the other team that's really oh. written off three weeks ago. I'm going to finish this quarter with the great other quote by Mark Twain 
when and this is so applicable to you there's no sadder thing than a young pessimist except (laughs) for an old optimist and that's you and the saints at the moment are you like Carlton and Collingwood ever going to get your comeuppance fairly soon look we will but unlike Carlton and Collingwood we've only won one premiership so (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just enjoy it while I can they looked good but we do have to go to a break um, at the risk of talking about St Kilda anymore. I do want to just mention that last oh. week last week we uh, mentioned that for unique new subscribers, um, there'd be a donation made from a benevolent benefactor uh, to the Maddie Rewalt Foundation. And thanks to people sharing the podcast, we, we're pleased to say we've been able to, um, or the benefactor is going to, benefactor, the patron. No, the, either patron is going to um, donate. At the moment, it's a tick over two hundred dollars to the. It's um, fantastic. Maddie Rewalt Foundation. So, it, the the offer or the kind of this the racket, the scheme, <laughs> continues. If you um, if you share this to your networks, get a couple more new listeners to the podcast, then um, then the benevolent man will uh, will mm-hmm. donate a little bit more cash to Maddie Rewalt Foundation. And that'd be fantastic. Let's take a break. Okay, welcome back to the second quarter of Back to the Footy, episode five. Before we uh, get into the first of two quizzes, apparently, from from Slabs here, um, I want to just say thanks to the uh, the couple of people who have written in to backtothefooty at gmail.com. In particular, mm. in particular, some fans who I think might come from our 17 to 24-year-old bracket on the statistics who um, who have created a brand new uh, a brand new email address. Um, back to the footy mega fans, and and they've they've done a little bit of graphic design work, a bit of a bit of avatar, a bit of an avatar of my good self with the premiership pajamas and sl- a lot of other stuff. Yeah, non-binary pajamas, slabs, <laughs> happy smiling face with the boat shoes on the. Yeah. And to be fair, to those people, I'm pretty sure I know who they are. I'm pretty sure one of them knows how to play the trumpet. Uh, I want to say you did a marvelous job. I'm glad. I'm glad that the the shorts were up and there was no hint of a dacking. <laughs> That's all I can say. All right. Now I've been contacted by eminent an eminent mathematician. Okay. And uh, he gave me a little quiz, just a small one before the moment. And uh, if, Mar- Murray, if you're out there listening, thank you very much, Murray. Murray. Now, just um, just before you go into the quiz, so Murray, I know a couple of Murrays. One of them is a mathematician, but at what point do oh, you and become one of them, eminent? And, and one of them is a bloke I went to uni with and lived with for four years. Also, Murray, but better known as the blonde bombshell. You don't hear about the blonde bombshell <laughs> anymore, do you, Murray McKenzie? I know he wouldn't mind me saying he's. he's, he's is this, and is he's he, is uh, he an eminent mathematician? No, he's a very, very eminent engineer in the Australian oh. telecommunications industry now right. the um, blonde bombshell the blonde bombshell he's the only man i could i've ever seen do a, a blind turn in the corridor of our uni flat fall over his own feet and land in the toilet <laughs> g'day g'day to, murray. Uh, murray yeah uh, but you're talking about the other murray is the eminent mathematician uh, this murray also we used to practice uh, back in the days from world of sport used to practice our hot dot handball 
Uh, and he had the room, a bedroom at the end of the corridor. Mm. And we'd, you'd sneak out and put the target up on his room door when he was studying. <laughs> uh, never impressed. Uh, lucky to still have him as a friend. We, we had a good, we had a game um, when a, a day after a big night game, we used to um, stand about probably five metres apart from each other, just two, two blokes at a time, like one at each end. And you had to roll the footy end over end along the ground. And at the other end of the, of the five metres, you were facing each other and you had to stand with your legs about shoulder width apart. And the aim was to wake each other up by just getting it to just pop up at the right moment. Oh, yes. Now, oh, if, right. That, that was, I think that was a universally accepted terrific way to pass yeah, the time. Pass the time. <laughs> and particularly if you had a sore head, it just would yeah. really just get things back on track. And wasn't it hilarious? Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing like potent, potential genital destruction oh. to really smarten you up after yeah, a big yeah. night. Yeah. Look, it hardly ever actually happened, but oh, oh when it did, when it did, uh, okay. Uh, eminent mathematician, uh, eminent mathematician, <laughs> Murray, who um, does, doesn't mind a bit and of I'm only gonna, end over end. No, okay. Um, I'm just going to give you, I'm going to give you four footy scores, and you've got to tell me what they have in common. Yeah. Two goals, twelve. Three goals, nine. Four goals, eight. Hang on. Okay. Th- two goals, 12. Three goals, nine. nine. Four goals, eight. Yeah. And seven goals, seven. What they've got in common. Yeah, they're the only four scores, assuming that everyone scores, because zero, yeah. zero would be one of these as well. But yeah. we're not counting that. Yeah. These are the only four scores where something happens. Two, okay. 12, three, nine, four, eight, and seven, seven. Uh. Okay, I mean, I can see some patterns here, but you're doing this to me again live on uh, yeah, live on. I'm air. not giving you any thinking time either. No, no. Uh, two. Just seven sevens, the easiest one to work out what's going on. It's got something to do with uh, 42, 49. Oh, right, okay. So they. Ah, oh, look you at have that. To, so look where, at that. Yeah, so where you're trying. <laughs> great radio. Yeah, great radio. So the, just for those of you who are playing along at home, if you if you uh, take two goals, uh, two times by six makes 12, two 12, three plus 12 points Yeah, is 24, it's 24. And two 12s are? 24. 24. There you go. And three sixes are 18. And nine is 27. 27. And three nines are 27. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's, uh, that's great, Murray. Thanks for uh... the only four scores the way that happens. Seven sevens, of course. Seven goals is forty-two, and another seven seven forty-nine. I'm I'm following the logic. Yeah, and, um, it's not extreme entertainment, but it's interesting mathematics. I think that's awesome. Yeah, but here's the quiz. <laughs> that's the actual quiz. That. That's where we're leaving. What that. other math? Look, but do you know you're a, you're a historian of note when it comes to the AFL, where does the six points for a goal come from? Because I've been, I mean, it's great for if you're a dad with kids and they're learning their six times tables, but it's, where's the logic? What was a try originally given the derivation from rugby union and the sort of new version of rugby union that Tom Wells and et cetera, perhaps in those days, a try got you six points six points okay and a conversion like you might have just got your one or something conversion for a point yeah, yeah okay. so it could have come maybe from that oh. i don't know on my my only bit of football history this week that i was interested in was that in 1874 
goal umpires waving the flag started being a thing. Is that right? Yeah. And it happened in Tasmania. Didn't happen in Victoria. Mm. Goal umpires first waved the flag in footy in Tasmania. There we go. There you go. Now I'll have a quiz. Just build the stadium already. Uh, (laughs) Build the stadium now. Maybe plan for the public transport and the parking as well. Yep. We'll get all the details sorted later. So, but doesn't that look like a magnificent stadium for the, down the water there? Oh, yeah. Oh, we just... I, I just hope. I'm really disappointed that they're going to, um, potentially anyway, they're going to have it closed in because I'd really like it to be like um, Green Bay Packers. Yeah, Bay Fair, like, yeah. like have it so that people in the middle of winter teams especially your gold coast oh, they, yeah they just would not want to come down if it was green bay style with the snow happening yeah. and everything that's a massive home ground advantage yeah to and we you know if we were if we were people that lived in hobart we'd probably turn up in the t-shirt and shorts just to show how just tough we were yeah i, I hear that down there that uh, you, you only put the long the long strides on if there's snow on the mountain i've heard that too it can be cold yeah. It can be freezing, frigid. Yep. And you still wear your shorts. Oh, they're hard ass. <laughs> tough. Have you noticed... They're them tough. They're con- concrete. Yeah. Everyone, everyone Everyone's lays. concrete. Yeah, everyone's concrete. And, and have you ever noticed when I have some, some um, friends who in Queensland and warmer yeah. climes, and you ever noticed when they come down to Tasmania, if if given where you're here at the moment, uh-huh. just, uh, just, a little, just a little giveaway there, <laughs> we're here at the moment, and uh, and have been for a, a while. Notice they say things like, "Oh, it's so cold down here. I don't know." Where. And and you have to say to them at that point, "Look, if you if you're really struggling with the instructions of how to wear and use a jumper mm-hmm. or a coat, we can we can probably find some instructions, and I can get, yeah. get around you. Yeah, we can and, Google uh, it. If you're struggling with the notion of sleeves and a back and some buttons, then you know. Yeah. But otherwise. Don't come down and complain about, oh, it's so cold. Just put a jumper on. That's what human beings normally would do. They do, unless unless you're my mum, who uh, who comes down in the middle of summer. Hi to mum. She hasn't listened to the other episodes yet after the ones that she wrote about, but she, uh, she'll come down here in the middle of summer and we have to put the fire on. We have to light the fire. Oh. You know. It's, I think it's swinging the lead. I think it's a, look, it's a psychological yeah, it's Bridget a psychological mess. thing. Anyway, go on with the quiz. Oh, the quiz. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you four pieces of football. I don't know what we'll call it. <laughs> equipment. <Okay. laughs> Paraphernalia. Which, which just this week I was talking to my my my, my best friend from school uh, yesterday. Just between concreting, yeah. just at lunchtime, and doing a bit of reminiscing, <laughs> and it just reminded me of his nickname. At one point, was one of these things I'm gonna. Okay. Um, so the first one. So tell me what these things actually even are. Yeah. Striker. Now, when my friend Co actually, uh, he actually obtained this said thing called the striker mm. that was so sort of momentous at the time mm. as a grade eight boy that he became known as Striker Coburn. Is that right? I got a nickname out of ah. it. Yeah, just not not plain old co, just went to Striker Coburn. Yeah, right. So Striker. So this is footy para, footy equipment. To do with footy equipment. Striker. Yeah. I didn't have a strikers. No. Is it something you wear, a striker? Well, you hear the rest of them. Okay. The white diamond. Okay. The Jenkin top liner. I had the Jenkin top liner. Okay. I really wanted the white diamond. 
because uh, Peter Hudson had the white diamond. And when I was a little tacker, little tacker, yeah. the Rombarassi plastics. <laughs> what are those things? I mean, I ask you, okay. Banjo. So Slabsy, I reckon the, um, let's go to the middle two because they're obviously related. The white diamond. And the Jenkin top liner. No, no reference to Jerker Jenkin. The Jenkin, so the top liner. Mm. They're not, I mean, they're not, they're not types of Sharon footies, are they? Like, no. 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 The white diamond. I mean, the I'm white diamond. showing my age. It would, are, they, have, are they around currently? No. Have they been around in the last 41 years? No. Okay. Well, 41 years? Oh, yeah, yeah. The white diamonds were. White I'm diamond. pretty sure. Are they boots? Peter Hudson and Peter Knight. The boots? Yeah, they're the footy boots. boots. They're the footy boots. Diamond studs or something like no, that? No, no, no. There's four little diamonds on the side. They oh, really? were really, really good. Hawthorne players started wearing them okay. back in the uh, back in the 70s. So when I was a little lad... The, the when Jenkin I got, top liner. Jenkin top liner. I went from the Ron Barassi Plastics, which I played in in grade three, mm. um, versus Redan, kick three on debut. Mm. Um, and... Um, <laughs> Sad, isn't it? That's great. Wearing the That's number great. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, do you uh, still do you still when you sign like letters? Oh yeah, put yeah. Put the eighteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I moved to eleven, nine after that. Oh, yeah. At some point, at secondary school, at the when my career as a footballer just took a decided turn for the worse, I went to number nineteen, and I thought, oh, that's symptomatic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, uh, that's the beginning of the end. That's the beginning of the end. But yeah, no, the, I had the Ron Barassi plastics there at grade two, grade was, three. Was done still nineteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, so that's a good number. Well, but it wasn't for me. No. Um, I think I played some of my worst football ever in the number nineteen. Did you? Oh, I was appalling. Yeah, <laughs> I think I let down. Oh, I let down probably a second eighteen and a first eighteen at school through incompetence and sheer laziness. All um, right, and uh, yeah. Perhaps just a little too many cream buns from the school top shop. <laughs> um, the Jenkin top liner, yeah, I had at secondary school. My friend Co, he had the strikers. Yeah. And uh, the white diamonds were, were being worn by Peter Hudson and Peter Knights. Classic mm -hmm. football boots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just oh, a bit of a trip down memory lane. All of them. Yeah, right. I, I, I probably think at that moment we should take a break. And oh, just that let was a long quiz. Just get out, let our listeners... Uh, just catch their breath. It was riveting stuff. Footy oh, boots. Yeah. I it's like if I didn't get excited by the concreting illusions, I've, I've got excited by talking about the boots. The only, the only difference the is bombshell, your voice strike a your voice has remained a bit peppier whilst talking about boots and the blonde bombshell, but concreting. Concreting. Jeez, oh. I love concreting. Be back in a minute. <laughs> Welcome back to the third quarter. And uh, we're going to go back to last week because we really let ourselves down a little bit uh, with some of our knowledge about teams that um, are up there in the um, in the west of the state in uh, Victoria. So you use the uh, the royal we there. Uh, I let myself down, <laughs> in fact, Banjo, by saying I'd played for a team that I'd never played for. Good I didn't everyone from Monangatang. <laughs> Uh, I referenced Tim Watson with completely the wrong team. In fact, it was Dimbula. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so I've, I went back and I did a little bit of actual research so that I didn't 
my complete idiot of myself yet again. All right. Menanga Tangtuli Buck, you asked at one point what were who were they? Yep. Did you know? You didn't no, know. No, it they're... wasn't a leading question. No. They are in fact the Saints. Um so yeah. Right, I knew that they sounded like a great club. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we did reference Rainbow out there yeah. also. But they're not the Rainbows. They're not the Rainbows. No, the Rainbows are the, the they weren't even the rainbows, but they, um, like a lot of country footy teams, I suppose, they had to amalgamate, and they amalgamated with Japarrot. Mm. And I quite like Japarrot. Can I guess um, what mascot they had? Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, the interesting thing about Japarrot is Australia's longest-serving Prime Minister was born in Japarrot, Bob Menzies. Really? He's Japarrot boy. Is that right? Yeah. But, yeah, when so when Japarrot amalgamated with the rainbows... No, not the rainbows, not Japarrot or the parrots, and not, unfortunately, in my book, the rain, the rainbow parrot. Yeah, the lorikeets. Yeah, yeah rainbow lorikeet. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been nice? But no, they, they went with... Now, think about that area. It's a bit light on. We've been up there in the Wimmera and the wheat country. Ah, it's beautiful up there. I love it. Vast horizons. But big one, sky. Big sky. But one thing you couldn't say for it, was that it, you know, had a bit of uh, humidity or tropical wetness going on. No. No. So if you were rainbow, you'd steer away from that. You'd, you'd almost steer towards the dry, the rainbow dry. No, yeah. no, they, they got a green, awful-looking, bilious, bile-coloured jumper and called themselves the Storm. Is that right? Yeah. Uh... I've spent a lot of time up in that part of Victoria must... and, the, yeah. and Storm doesn't really... It's not synonymous. Well, when a storm comes over, though, it's not really green. It's <laughs> not green. You know, it's... <laughs> no, that'd be ordinary. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. Right. They've another another club that's missed a trick, a bit like Penguin. Yeah. Again. And I blues. think I'm going to mention that every episode. Yeah, and so mm. you should. Um, what, Modern... So what have we got in the AFL? The power? Mm. Power's... We're kind of used to it now, but it's, it's a bit of a dud. Don't know. Yeah. It's the type oh. of name that young kids, when they ask who you you know who you barrack for, if you, if they're your club, you're going to say the power, and they're going to go with the what? Yeah. Don't you mean the the dogs or the they, cats? Yeah, or the they could have made something. And, and you need something that you can actually dress somebody up in a yeah. sponge rubber costume. It's a little bit like the Hobart Hurricanes. Yeah. Not many hurricanes down in Tassie. None. No. Zero. Never been a recorded no. hurricane ever. Climate change doing its thing. Maybe yeah. in the next, maybe a hundred years time, we might get yeah. one. When I was growing up, it was just a hurricane as well. But oh. apparently, it's become a hurricane. You are from the land of Castlemaine, though, <laughs> right. instead of Castlemaine. Yeah, that is so, true. That, well, I wonder how that works at Menangatang Tullibuck because Tullibuck's in New South Wales. So maybe yeah. they say Menangatang. <laughs> well, they're now playing. You'd be interested to know this. They're now playing in the central. Uh, in the Central Murray League now, because yeah. there's that bit of north and south work going on yeah. across the Murray there. They were in the Mallee League, mm. very, very strong league. Mm. Um, and they merged. They've already merged once. They merged back. They merged with Chinkapook. Chinkapook in 1971. Uh, that's, and by that's, seven... the, that's the Victorian pronunciation of that. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's just Chinkapook. my... Chinkapook. Uh, Chinkapook. Chinka. By 1976, they'd kick Chinker out. <laughs> right. So where's where's Chinker now? I think. Do they have a club? 
I couldn't, I don't know. I'm going to find, interestingly, uh, that particular club, Manangatang, Tooley, Buck, Gingerford, produced uh, a great, um, I think, halfback flanker for Geelong back in the 60s, John Sharrick, and in recent years, um, Craig Scholl. Is that right? Yeah, Craig Scholl comes from there. There you go. Um, yeah, so yeah, Manangatang, interesting. And I also came across, I've got to read this to you. Okay. And I don't want to take too long, but this is just great. This guy, when the when the amalgamation was happening with um, Tulibuck, this person wrote this um, to the Weekly Times. Mm. Oh, isn't the Weekly great, Times? Great, great, right. Oh, it is. It's one of the... It, one of the truly great newspapers. <laughs> Still independent or is it Murdoch now? Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna look don't that follow up. that. Um, I'll just I'll just sort of praise a little bit of this, but this is this just spoke so much to my university days where we went out and played a few games with King Lake, just yeah. north of Melbourne, yeah. because they basically didn't have a team. Um and it's, it's this, this lad here saying, as I drove to the entrance of Manangtang football ground last weekend and it appeared little had changed since the uh, since the amalgamation. And get this, Baz, Knocker, Skyver and Sam were still manning the gate, <laughs> yeah. selling footy records and raffle tickets from an old silver caravan. Over summer, my my uh, beloved Saints finally buck had buckled under the strain of the dwindling local population and merged. When I moved away from Manangatang in 1997 to study at uni, the club's brilliantly unpretentious atmosphere and my desire to help it survive continually lured me home. Oh, this is, it brings a tear to the eye. Mm. For five years, for five years, while he was at uni, this bloke, the obsession involved a weekly 800-kilometre round trip from Melbourne, often with a carload of uni mates who would run around in the resis with me. Many of the boys went on to play in the seniors at times, often on the same day that they'd played in the mm -hmm. reserves. Our seniors won only five games during a horror run from 1999 through 2001, so five games in three years. Mm. On one disastrous day, the team failed to kick a goal in perfect conditions at Womalang. <laughs> My old time. But isn't that great? Yeah. An eight hundred kilometer round trip. Yeah. Back in the back in the nineties. It's nothing. Oh yeah. It's. Um, Do you reckon there wouldn't have been some stops for a few dimmies and I a few travellers yeah. in those? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you would have had a lot of fun just in the car on the trip. So much fun just playing in the resies. It would have been great. Oh, do you have you got? Are you going to read any more of that, or can I, can I interrupt? No, I've got the tear in the eye, and I'm struggling to read anything uh, now. So you're um, an emotional man, man Slabsy. I um, my cousin is was a um, an excellent, excellent footballer, good country footballer. Played in the Eastern Districts League in Melbourne as well. Mm. I played in the grand final, I think, out at Waverley. Anyway, every every year. He, they'd ask him to go back to Finley to play. That's not an 800k round trip. That's 300 and a bit kilometres. And lots of people oh, have done 600k it. 600k round trip. 600k round trip. Yeah, that's right. Um, a, a few, yeah, many people have gone back and played for Finley. Uh, but every year they'd ask my cousin. And um, every year he'd kind of, I'm an R and he'd be like, nah, you know, I'm playing down here. and It's just can't work. And he, he'd say to me, I don't know how to get the message across. But I can't do it. It's not something I can make work. He had a busy life in Melbourne. You know, it was, was not going to happen. 
And he worked it out one day because we were, we were back in Finley together. The club president sidled up to We were having a beer together and sidled up to my cousin, put his arm around him and said, now, mate, what, what's it, what's it going to take for you to come back and play this year? And my cousin just beamed from ear to ear and he said, I'll come back. And the president's like, that's great. He said, on one condition, that old banjo here is guaranteed a spot on the wing every single game. The president never asked again <laughs> for him to come back. So there's uh oh, how did your ego take that? Oh, my ego is not built around my footballing skills. Oh, dear me. I've only ever seen you on, on, on film once playing uh, 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 the commentary. Yeah, and the commentary just said, Oh, we might have actually reckoned this in a previous episode, Evan, where the commentator says your your actual surname and then says, Oh, I haven't called that name much this afternoon. <laughs> oh, that's But that footage just blew apart an image of my youth that I had built up over the years. I told so many people about playing in that grand final, coming on in the last quarter. There were four of us who came on for our first kicks in the last quarter. And we combined for the first goal of the game right. for the for the cats. So it was unfair of the commentators to well, say. No, no, it was accurate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, no one on our team had scored a goal. Like we were ten goals down, zero goals. And me and so someone in the back pocket kicked it to me, and in my memory, I got up on someone's back and taken a screamer. The footage on YouTube told a different story. It was a juggled chess mark in, in space, <laughs> wheeled around, and I kicked it to said cousin actually. And the story goes, it hit him on the chest, place out. No, it was it was a missed kick out in front oh, of him. He right. ran onto it, and <laughs> gathered up the, and the I think gathered up gathered up the faulty kick, up the faulty kick, and, mm. and, and just somehow tumbled it forward to Jumbo to kick the goal. Oh, nice. But anyway, just talking, Finley. Just before we finish, Finley, mm. uh, you you're a noted musician. The other noted musician from Finley, Cram, mm. ever pull on the boots, Cram, Often. before Spider Boat. And during Spider Bay. And during Spider Bay. Yeah, it was a it was always a big day when Cram they'd come back Cram would come back and play in the twos. Oh yeah. But I was probably He wouldn't play in the ones. No. No. I was a bit I mean, I was probably in my early teens then. It's all a bit of a blur. But I but they they did film a, a film clip at the Finley Footy. Uh to Old Man Sam. So if you look up Old Man Sam on YouTube, you'll see the Finley Footy, the recreation reserve, and uh footage of the cats playing. And if you go to, you know, about two-thirds of the way through, you'll see a couple of youths uh, doing their, like, slapping their knees in the goal square. And uh, one of them's a young banjo. All right. On the film clip. On the film clip. Yeah. spider Bay film clip. Have I told you that before? No. There you go. No. I can't understand why you hadn't. (laughs) (laughs) Known each other a long time. It's a great story, too. Oh, it's a great story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. So, So Cram has pulled on the boots. Yeah, for sure. I I think think drummers... I think probably it's nearly the end of the quarter, but I think it's on a fight. Should a drummer ever play in the firsts, in the ones? Mm. I don't think so. <laughs> I can't really. The ones, the ones is for the vocalist and the lead guitarist and uh, possibly, you know, those sort of things. And I think the resis, that's your drummers and your bass players. That's it. That's, I reckon Jeremy McGovern's a drummer. Oh, yeah. Don't you reckon? Yeah. Jezza. Yeah, Jezza. Jezza, mate. Straight eight. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) All right, right, we'll take a break. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the final quarter. Back to the footy, episode five. And can I just have a, a quick shout out to our only uh, 28 to 34 year old, Catherine? Uh, Catherine. Um, I got sent a gift by Catherine. <laughs> Did you? Isn't that nice? Was it, and uh... what it was, particularly, um, it was a scented candle. And before you think that perhaps I'm not the person you thought I was. I mean, from concreting to candle. No, candle I, the scented candle. You know what the scent was? Sausage sizzle. <laughs> sausage sizzle. And it came in a gift box, a sausage sizzle scented candle, a gift box, with a small thing of tomato sauce and a small thing of mustard. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. What, um, what enterprise makes such a thing? I don't know. So is that the sort of thing you're going to like? You're at home on a Saturday. Maybe you're in isolation with COVID or something. You just light the candle. Can't get to Bunnings. And you're transported to Bunnings or to oh, yeah. the... Uh, the. Mm. I love a couple of yeah. sausages from Bunnings on a Saturday around lunchtime. I will often do the double and go Bunnings then might attend. Oh. Just so I can get that extra snack. <laughs> yeah. Because they're, yeah, they're good and it's for a good cause too. That's what I tell uh, Mrs... Banjo, mm. I just say uh, I'm supporting the local community. That's right. It's charity work. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very important. And uh, the games this week. Charity work. Charity work. So just if you're at, yeah, go have another one. Have three. I will. This weekend yeah. uh, for charity. Yeah. Um, interesting games this week. Um, see, I'd like Adelaide to, to really play well against Richmond at Adelaide Oval because I like a game at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, who doesn't like it? And that's a twilight oh, game too. Yeah. That's going to be great. Oh, Good yeah. Game. It's a nice game and it's a nice matchup. Adelaide aren't playing badly. West Coast Swans, same thing. I just think it's an interesting matchup in Perth. That um, was the, um, the young guy for Adelaide, Rochelle. Oh, yeah. He's good, isn't he? Can Crumb. Yeah. Could be the new Stevie Milne. I saw some highlights from Stevie Milne that passed by my social media uh, a couple of days ago. The night that Milne and Schneider combined for 13 goals against, oh, against Adelaide. Yeah, I do remember that. Oh, the Schneider man could play. Yeah. Yeah. He um, did, did you have him in the 2009? Yeah. Uh, it was the, it was the two no, of them. They just couldn't kick straight. So it made first. no difference. Right. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, and will Carlton come back? Will Port win a game? Ollie Wines is out. The mystery illness resulted in very sadly going to hospital Crips, and um, Crips out, Crips out, winds out, oh. and both coming off what could be best described as underwhelming weekends in my book. Games that never reached any great heights. No, um, I, I think that's interesting. Carlton versus Port. I just would not want to be betting good money or even bad money on that game. I think you, you saw fraught Port. with disaster. You saw Port against against Melbourne. Yeah. And they only lost by 30-something points, right? Melbourne, to say they put the queue in the rack, they, they, they sent the queue back to the manufacturer, <laughs> I think, would be more appropriate in the second half. They okay. didn't really have a crack. Really? And Melbourne they were, didn't show up? Melbourne were, I mean, maybe because I backed them, but they were in second gear, to be honest, in the second half, and Port still didn't really have a crack. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Something... The Saints were the same Ooh. in that second half, just second gear. Oh, they would have put the queue in the rack. <laughs> Except for the sites, need that they'd have to do a search around the, our, the room to find the rack. Our I second think. gear is on a Melbourne Star rather than a yeah, Ferrari. Than anything Cadell Evans would be riding. Oh, okay, go on. Um, and and your graveyard game this week. You love the graveyard. I love the graveyard shift, and and this is a 
this is an interesting game. Essendon versus Frio at 4.40 on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but look at this. This is where... Um, this is where people like my son, who's actually going pretty well with his tipping this week, he's uh, he would look at this and say it's six. And, and would it be fair to say that he beat you in fantasy this week? Oh, you, you checked the scores. Yeah, I did. Maybe update your team, mate. I mean, <laughs> beaten by a nine-year-old, which I think in a previous podcast you had a go at me about being beaten by a nine-year-old. I'm, I'm basically choosing his team Your for son, and then he beats you. He's a talented so. man. Anyway, so he, oh. uh, he, he would look at this and go, Essendon in 16th. Versus Frio in third, mm. one of only three teams to be higher than the Saints on the ladder, and uh, and he would go, well, I'm going to tip Frio, but then he's just learning about the odds as well, and I'm trying not to, you know, no, we tip. don't want to encourage, that. we're not encouraging gambling, and, and I'm not, and I'm doing all the right things to steer him away from that sort of thing, but he does know the maths of it, mm. and he sees that Essendon at a dollar ninety, Frio at a dollar ninety four, he knows who the favourite is, mm. not a clear favourite. It's not a clear fight. So, I mean, is this is this is this graveyard game going to be an interesting one to watch? No, I don't think so. I don't need to give it the intro. No, I don't think. No, it's not the battle of who could care less. Far from it. I I'm just not sure if it's a. There's something about a game which has uh, uh, only one side supporting uh, yeah. uh, at Marvel. Yeah. Oh, oh it's an empty, it's empty. It's a bit of an empty sound, isn't you it? You could see that in those highlights oh, from Miller and Schneider. That, that was. Yeah, it was Saints at Marvel. Yeah, Adelaide in their horrid away strip from back in those days. Yeah, just a no, big mess. No, it's just got a, a really hollow tone to it. That yeah. whole thing. Brisbane Collingwood, I don't mind as a game, but I think Brisbane will get home pretty comfortably. Yeah. Um, North, I don't think. Oh, I don't. Know. Can they beat the midfield? Can they beat them? Beat the midfield without any defenders or, or attackers, apart from Norton? Um, no, I don't think they can. They looked, I'd, they gee, looked, I'd they like them good. to. I mean, oh, they did. They did. Well, I'm actually, I reckon I'd tip them in that game. I'm, I'm not doing tipping this year, but I'm focusing on my dream team. But mm. I, I would uh, I would tip North there. All right. The shin bonus. Okay. They're paying 550 so um, it's not I'm that we're encouraging gambling, but, no, but um, that's, that's, that's fairly that's, big odds. Yeah. And then there's a traditional Hawthorne-Geelong game, which always delivers... Um, it always delivers a good game. The uh, on, What were they uh, called? Easter Monday. The Maybloons? The Maybloom's versus the Pivotonians. Mm. That's been a cracking game over the years with the, with the Jeff Kennett curse and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been having the curse at the moment as well. Yeah. So, Geelong, uh, Geelong would be have to be favourites there. Oh, Geelong firm favourites there. Tell you another game that will not really reach. <laughs> I, think, I don't think Melbourne GWS is going to really... It might be a good game and a close game, but I just don't think it's going to... Uh, might like a bit of atmosphere, that one. So really, in the end, we're turning to one game and one game only. Two winners coming off last week. Yeah. Match of the round. Who could it be? Well, is it... Panangatang Tullibuck? No. Well, the Saints. Yeah. Yeah, playing... That team, the Gold Coast, who, and haven't they done well for their four games this year? They've two and two, mm. and that's the end of their season, really, traditionally, <laughs> isn't it? It really is. Yeah, this is where they just uh, they hang up the Jenkin top liners yeah. or the Ron Brassy plastics or whatever they happen to be wearing at the time, <laughs> the white diamonds, and they put the cue very firmly back in the rack. They put some locks on, they put the balls away under the table, and uh, that's it. Having said that, they are playing St Kilda. 
And they yeah. might be the thing about this game is that they might actually go in planning to lose, and St Kilda will just have their way, and and lose more than Gold Coast, <laughs> because this is this is this is the type this is the type of game. Look, actually, Saints and Gold Coast are often close games, and the Saints have got up in the last few, but we've had to. There was that game Gresham kicked like a ridiculous goal from the boundary on the wrong side, and like this is a risk for St Kilda. Uh, a la the Carlton game was a risk for Carlton last week. And, yeah, yeah. For example. But I think your uh, your Saints are at home. I think they'll get home pretty comfortably. I'm glad you think so because mm-hmm. this is this. What did you say before? I'm not a young optimist or an old. No, I'm not a young pessimist or an old optimist. I think you're an old optimist, but in this case, mm. I think we'll lose this and we'll go on to win the premiership. <laughs> no. <laughs> So to wrap up, because we uh, we we, we need to wrap up, um, um, uh, we're just blithering on really at the moment. Um, I think I'm the game. I'm I'm away at the weekend, and we won't be podcasting uh, next oh, week. That's because true. Because of yeah. our, well, you'll be just uh, you'll just be languishing up the Murray, oh, and I'll be even further north than that. Although young banjo's so, just contracted uh, the spicy cough, so maybe I'll actually be around. We'll, you, we'll work that yeah. out. Well, we yeah, we all might be around, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so I won't be really watching much football this weekend, but I um, I am just going to have a sneaky look at Carlton and Port because I think that's going to be a beauty. Mm-hmm. That's oh, my tip this okay. weekend. Oh, thanks for that, Slabsy. Got any and, more concrete to pour? Uh, no, the concreting's over. We'll be back to uh, we'll be back to, back to the screens, uh, making the, the screens around the area. Bit of fencing, bit of post and rail work next week, and uh, we'll get down, on. Mate. Keep the keep the low tones out. Oh, yeah, no, a bit <laughs> of post and rail work yeah. with, with my son. No, that's uh, yeah, no, good one. Mm. I look forward to seeing the so results. Have a good holiday. Yeah, thanks. And, we'll we'll uh, we'll make another podcast in two weeks. You have a good couple of weeks. Enjoy mm. the sunny the sunshine state. I will. And uh, you can write to us, back to the footy at gmail.com. You can look, there is a Facebook page that we haven't actually released to the world yet, but it's called Back to the Footy Podcast Community, I think, or something like that. And if we can work out the technology, we'll put the uh, avatar of, of Slabs in his uh, pajamas, tie, um, jocks, and mm. socks, and boat shoes. Doing a bit of concreting. <laughs> have, a good, have a good couple of weeks. Bye.